0: You are now listening, you are now
1: listening to the Open Tech Cast. to the Open Tech cast Hello and welcome to another episode of the Open TechCast. We're back here to talk about the fascinating world of technology and IT. And we're joined by our crew as always. Um, we have Atha, Alex, Kev and Gareth. So, hey. passing over quickly to uh, that was Gareth, so we may as well get him in straight oh. away. Gareth, how have <laughs> you been and what you been up to? Oh, as probably many
2: people are, it's holiday season, so it's you know it's uh, been spending time with the kids, trying to have a bit of a, you know relaxation time, just generally just trying to. It's going to sound weird, but trying to get through twenty twenty one. I think as quick as anyone can, isn't
3: it? I don't know how you owe the feeling. I thought that was last year. I thought we were over it. Everything's <laughs> all right, though, isn't it? I, I know, so it's, all, The world is happy. <laughs> uh,
4: no, to me, it feels yeah. the same as well, actually. <laughs> I've,
0: yeah. I've got some dumpster fire stickers to send to all of you, so when they <laughs> arrive, I'll send them over. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The main thing for me is just, um,
2: it, it's probably a topic I'm going to probably blog about soon. So you trying to find a bit of time for yourself. Um, I think everyone's got, you know we're past the pandemic we're now to endemic without trying to get political on on this podcast and it's now just trying to find that really you know not a norm but just you know a way where you can be you know relaxed and enjoy work and enjoy life and just generally find that new rhythm really um but yeah well what what about yourselves guys um i know that you know some of us are currently away what about yourself alex
3: Wow. I, I reckon I deserve the, uh, the award for most effort to turn up on the show today as I'm recording <laughs> off my laptop on a long-distance Wi-Fi connection uh, from my car. Uh, yes, we're on, we're on holiday at the moment. We're actually on, on holiday in Wales doing the you know, staycation-y thing, but it's been really nice down near Aberystwyth, if anybody's visiting the UK. Um, I don't normally – the funny thing is actually it, 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 I was thinking about this the other day. I don't really post about when I go on holiday until I come back. Because, I, I and it's brilliant. I love watching everybody else's holiday updates and stuff like that. there's some great ones. But I always think, well, like, you know, when you got a blog or if you, if you haven't suitably disguised your home address, then it'd be quite easy for somebody to pick that up on of social media and go and nick everything out of your house. Uh, sure. So, so sure. that's the IT angle to my holiday. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Security Al? 101. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
4: <laughs> well, first of all, a uh, great place i with. I've been there, like, dozens of times in... Uh-huh in a certain part of my life and oh, nice. uh, there was one institute for bbsrc that i used to go there
3: uh, oh of course um, i was just thinking when you were a farmer but apparently not <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the <laughs> i mean, I,
4: I don't know the way the things are going i might take up that occupation as well um but no it, it was more like uh, going to the institute but yeah it's a great place um, mm. fond memories of that it's a student town as well so that's great um but uh, in my case, I mean, because everyone seems to be on holiday, which means less uh, activity at work, uh, thankfully. Um, so so I've, I've been working on an internal project, which is vCloud Director-based. So Thank that you. is taking quite a lot of my time, um, more on the strategic side and design side. Um, but also yeah, trying to just study up, uh, you know, review, renew some of my certification as about to go well, on the expiry side, so um, taking that time to do that, and looking forward to my holiday as well soon. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Um, how about you, Amit?
1: Yeah, so I'd say pretty much the same as you, Atha. Like, um, you know, at work, and it's very quiet because again, a lot of people are on holiday, so it's just a, a chance to like catch up on things, learn new material the things that you don't often get to do day-to-day because you're involved in email conversations and Teams conversations and Zoom meetings, right? So those are the things that have uh, taken more of a backseat.
3: And WhatsApp Um, and Slack and... and,
1: and. Yeah, and, 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 right? And that's the life we live in and that's why we take a holiday, whether it's away or whether it's at home, just to switch off from technology, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what I'm doing next week, which is not going anywhere in particular but just getting the odd few house jobs done going to see a couple of friends and just switching off from technology for a bit uh, and focusing on other passions like reading and finance and things like that so yes that's what i'll be doing cool
0: awesome so and... i think i'm the only one left unless yeah, you, you... yeah awesome so speaking of holidays so i, I think i missed an episode a couple of weeks ago i, I took a holiday down in uh, cornwall for the first time in about 30 years which was lovely uh it was really great to go somewhere where there is pretty much no mobile phone signal or anything and just kind of walk and take photos and the weather down there was pretty good and it always amazes me how blue the sea is there when you compare it with what we get up north so that was nice um what do you get up north it's just kind of sludge, um, it's kind, kind of, you, you know, when it snows and then the grit goes on it. Yeah. And then like two days later, you just end up with this stuff at the side of the road. That's that's what the sea looks like. Up, <laughs> um, oh. so, um, yeah. So to kind of get, get out to that, the Atlantic coast was was amazing. And actually, I'm going to be packing up the car uh, as soon as I get off this, get off recording this. We're going away for another another camping weekend uh, this weekend. Uh, we went awake a few weeks ago and unfortunately the dog fell off the bed and uh so that's been something that's been taking up a lot of our time for the last couple of weeks no. so she's now got a she's now got a plate in her leg and she's worth more than me apparently now so that's that's how that works
3: <laughs> i don't think that's now but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's honestly pet insurance is um yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 the best scam going apparently <laughs> and just uh, with with Arthur mentioning about certifications and stuff as well that that really kind of reminded me that I've kind of I'm now f- kind of 5 weeks into a new job I've got my feet under the table I feel like I understand what I'm doing a little bit better so I'm prepping things for VMworld and things like that so that's that's keeping me busy but I kind of need to basically start again from scratch with cloud certs because all of all of mine have expired and in the last in the time since I last touched anything cloud everything's changed anyway so I figured probably the best thing to do is just start from the beginning again uh, so I'm gonna get get through some of the uh, a, cloud, a cloud guru stuff and uh, see where I end up there but yeah it's keeping me busy keeping me busy so um, yeah what's what what's been what's been going on in the world outside of our little bubble
4: well I guess um, um... A lot, it seems. <laughs> yeah. I've been have. Funnily enough, I've had some time to look at uh, Twitter as well these days because I've been absent mainly. Um, so, and that got me thinking about something. Uh, I don't know, new terminology maybe. It silly season, um, and uh, I don't know. Some people know that I'm an F one fan as well. And um, so, if someone is not familiar with Formula One and the term silly season. So what happens is that around this time, you know, when there is a summer break, I mean, they have a summer break as well for a few weeks and everyone starts analyzing how the various F1 drivers have uh, fared in their teams um, during the year. And based on that, um, which drivers will move to other and generally, you know, better teams. Now, most of that starts as a rumor and hence the name silly season. Although some of that does become reality, um, sometimes the following year, sometimes the same year. And everyone denies anything of the like is happening. Um, everything is kept under the wraps and until it's all done, dusted, signed, etc. cetera. Um, so I was drawing some parallels, you know, with um, the IT world. Um, so what it, we can't predict obviously, um how the movement's going to happen so all the friends that we know in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do wonder about some, right? And um, if they are going to join certain companies, Um and you all know, you know, people are being contacted in private and interviews happening. And then finally, we get to hear about them. Um, and it's August, September time, you know. Uh, I'm sure that you guys must also be seeing a lot of LinkedIn invites coming in. So, and the thought was kicked off because I saw one of uh, a fellow extrovertian, I should say, because <laughs> I used to work for extrovert, um, James Kidby. And he recently posted that he's moving to VMware this week.
3: Oh, yeah,
4: I saw that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking that, you know, who else is going to move here and there? And when are we going to hear about them? So what are you guys thinking?
0: yeah i've 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 definitely noticed a whole bunch of people posting on linkedin that you know they're finishing their, they're just wrapping up their jobs at the moment and they'll be announcing where they're going kind of at the end of the month and things like that and that's always a fun game to play right The let's 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 build a little bit of suspense about about our next roles um but yeah something i've i've kind of observed over and i'm i'm not sure if it's just the silly season in, in a kind of annual thing um but in terms of the, the, the entire working environment and the recruiting environment at the moment with, with organisations that are, you know, everyone's been working remotely for the last year and a half now. And so a lot of organisations that have historically said, oh, well, you know, we, we can't do remote work. We need you in the office five days a week. That seems to have kind of gone out of the window a little bit. And it gives people a li- little bit more of a bargaining chip. And also the, the rates on offer at the moment, are just yeah they, they seem to be a little bit silly season so you know if someone comes along with an offer it, 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 it can literally be an offer that you can't refuse so yeah I'm, I'm always interested to see who's going where I, I knew James was um, in the process of of something for for a while and you know I'm, I'm really really happy to see him finally get that job at VMware doing what he's what he really wants to be doing. I, I know he's had a really good time at Extrovert. He's learned a lot of stuff. He's worked with, with a bunch of awesome people, but he's kind of taking that next step on his career, and I'm sure lots of
3: other people will be as well. Well, the the, the phrase that I've seen bandied around a little bit was the great migration, because everybody <laughs> been... <laughs> oh, oh, Everybody's going to one company, you mean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <no, laughs> Dell. That's what it is. Because uh, yeah, no, um, everybody's been... Like or or the the you know the whole job market depressed quite a lot last year because everybody was a bit worried about moving you know because who wants to move roles when you know things are in quite such a big amount of flux and now that things mm-hmm. are opening up a lot more people are now starting to look around and you've effectively got what would have been maybe a year or eighteen months worth of uh, people looking around all happening within the space of a few months so it's funny because. Uh, we all live in a, a bit of a LinkedIn bubble, I think, from the different organisations we, you know, we work with, because you've got so mm-hmm. many people you're connected to, and you see them moving along, and you're like, oh, all these people are moving out of my organisation. But then you realise the thing that got me was um, it was a, somebody from AWS posted, oh, and yet another person leaving AWS, and I was like, oh, so it's not just happening within you know some businesses. It, ha- it seems to be happening across the board. So really interesting times, definitely. I think we're going to see a lot more people moving about you know, within this within the sphere that we we rotate around a bit as well as, uh, you know, right across all industries, frankly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it as well. As you said, every day I'm logging into LinkedIn or get a notification that someone has just changed their role. Um, and there's been some big ones, you know. Um, I think, you know, one. I've, again, Kev's moved to one company and uh, I've seen some really key people there move on and you just wouldn't expect it. And that's the biggest thing is, it's coming from some really big people in the industry are moving. Um, we saw, you know, you know, the likes of uh, Pat and whatnot move. And do, do you reckon that was just our like mate the Pat opening you talking of the about? flat? Well, I'll make Pat, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, do, do you reckon that was just um, kind of the, I can't remember the actual term of it. It's, it's, you know, where you fill a glass and you can keep filling it until it eventually spills. Do, as you said, do you reckon it's just one of those things where people have seen someone as big as that move, they then felt comfortable to move? that was my kind of thought on it is like now you know someone sees some you know someone they look up to move do you reckon it's just kind of a cascading effect after that
0: I, I think money has a lot to do with it to be honest um, <laughs> yes. so so I, you know in, in the past i have historically changed jobs for a 10 15% pay rise and mm. some of the people that i'm seeing move now they're looking between 50 and 150% pay rises just basically to do more or less the same job somewhere else, and you know if someone comes along with an offer like that, it's like yeah, we're going to double your salary and more, um, and your job is basically going to stay the same. It's 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 a bit of a no brainer, isn't it? Really, I like yeah. to think I'm not particularly financially driven, but
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and yeah. the thing is that you know when I mean you, you talked about Pat, obviously I mean his package would have, even at VMware would have been great, right? So uh, the, the thing is that the more risks that you can take. I mean, in some cases, you get to a stage sometimes, hopefully we will as well at some point, but you get to a stage where money is, more money is good, but it's not the only thing. So, so, I mean, those people obviously find it much easier to move um, and pursue what they want to do. Uh, And to some people, obviously, money is more important in their lives, and which is fair enough. Um, But I think it's it's a combination of both, I
1: guess. It is. It is. Status, right? And position, hierarchy, you know, that, that comes later on. I think I as you said, um, look at, you know, even Kat Troyer talks about this as well on one of her podcasts, just around, you know, elevating to a new, basically reinventing yourself into a new brand to wherever you go to. So that's completely sidestepping and changing your role. And that's more of a leap of faith as well. So you can't, you know, I guess, Us folk, we just probably like to pivot slightly, but there are folk in the industry that will completely change what they're doing. And, you know, even um, you look at Greg Lavender, who's left VMware and gone to Intel as well, right? So he's taken on a new role at Intel, which is different to his kind of CTO global role that he had at VMware. So, yeah, yeah, it's a a good thing. Um, And it keeps everyone hot on their heels. And also it then brings in the new class of kind of interns and graduates where those spaces are, you know, filled lower down the hierarchy yeah. as well. So I think it's good.
3: That's really important, isn't it? Because if people don't keep moving on, then the, the space doesn't open up for others. Obviously with growth to be considered as well. But I think the other one, I got a question and actually almost for you, Kev, because you mentioned around, you know, there are people who are moving for significant jumps. Um, well, why else might somebody want to move? Because for, for me, I, I don't think I personally would normally look for a kind of like a sideways move, as in like doing something else for somebody else that's kind of the same as the thing I was doing before. What I would generally be looking for is something that's going to help me to, I guess, do something a bit different or have a bit more impact. or You know what I mean? So it's really yeah, interesting because I think, it's, sure. really mm-hmm. I think it's, it would, it's very easy. And you see a lot of people in industry moving around a lot and they can get a better package. But is mm-hmm. you know, what about them getting more influence, making a bigger impact, having a role mm. that's going to challenge them more, that kind of thing. That's I, for I, me personally, I, that's the thing that's always interested me.
0: Yeah, I, I think that last point is 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 really key, actually. The 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 whole idea of, of a new challenge. So while someone might move from one and in fact, you know, it's pretty much what I did. I, I moved from one company in tech marketing to another company in tech marketing. And and really for me, there were there were a, there, there were two or three things that were really key to um to making that move and the first thing for me was that i wanted to do some more, i wanted to do more stuff kind of outside of the vmware ecosystem and you know i've been really privileged to spend so much time working for vmware and with vmware technologies that you know it's it's awesome to have been able to do that but i need a change and so having that capability to really kind of branch out and do more stuff with things like um, amazon web services gcp yeah, azure yeah, and that. and kind of learn a little bit more about um Database technologies and things like that as well. So looking at lots of different mean no mean SQL and things backup, like that. Right?
1: You mean you miss <laughs> backup? That that's what you're trying to say then. Nope, nobody misses <laughs> backup, but
0: um, <laughs> a, a, apart from apart from when you need to, um, you know, you need to recover from it, then you then you really miss backup. Um,
4: I mean, the thing is that yeah. people moving across companies is great, and I mean, the great thing about you moving companies that you know you got Microsoft interested as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm taking full responsibility for that. So, of um, I mean, I, I I guess this is this is with regards to the uh, the Microsoft partnership with Rubrik. So, yeah. See, um, that's how
4: smooth it was. That's oh, how yeah. smooth it was. Oh, there we
0: go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so so for those those not in the know, essentially, Microsoft have acknowledged that ransomware is a big problem for their customers, and um, Rubrik are a, a company that deal with ransomware really well so they've, they've formed this partnership uh, microsoft have made a big investment in rubric as a company and um, the, the, the sales forces are kind of working together and that's the last you'll hear of a sales pitch from me but it, you know it's really cool to kind of come into a company and then just find out things like this are happening um because just the scale of it is unbelievable i don't know what you know there, there's there's got to be lots of other partnerships out there but you know microsoft as the as as as, as an organisation, as far as I'm concerned, you know that what they really want to be is the big enterprise cloud company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, it's 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 great to be involved with. Well, they just- reckon
2: till they buy you out, then
0: <laughs> you know, the <laughs> week month. But you know, as you said, that it, it,
2: it's a really good feather in their package. And knowing what you guys can do anyway, and we're not going to bore everyone with it, is it's it's really appealing. You know, you've got the as you said, the backup for you know the instances. Office three six five, all the other stuff. It's just, it's just a new way of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out because it. I it's think where I was going with it.
4: Yeah, I think one of the things that did come out. I mean, uh, what will happen in the future? We'll, we, we will. We um, will. I mean, it starts with the backup, but also th- there was work that you know it's it's also focused on um, to working against ransomware as well. So, mm-hmm. so you know, providing their customers with that option. Um, uh, but but you know uh, ransomware is big these days, and um, I mean just segueing into you know I mean uh, ransomware in general, I guess uh, that obviously Rubix is also work a great tool uh, to fight against. Um, but you know it's it's I think that that there is a, a certain shift as well. You know when criminals try to keep at pace or sometimes outpace the things that are being taken or the actions being taken against them. So, you know, ransomware, you, you take a backup and then you restore and you say, okay, you don't have to pay ransom money anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But I think the new thing that they're not trying to do is to say, oh, we're going to export some of that data. And then, uh, okay, you can restore all you want and not pay us,
0: mm-hmm. but
4: we are going to then sell your company sensitive data to rivals. And I think you know, it's not just about restoring it anymore. It's it's about that as well, that, you know, reputational damage that can be done as well uh, if your data Ab- is. Lost.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, it's, it's kind of it's about being able to detect that these things are happening, because, as, as you said, the last thing that they do is they leave you the ransom note. And I'll be honest, I thought way, way back in the day, probably five years ago, um, when I was working for a reseller, as far as I was concerned, ransomware was a solved problem. We just got people to do backups properly. We got them to dial up their security and the problem would go away. And it seemed to go away for a while. But obviously, in the last couple of years, it's it's, it's massively come back. And as, as you say, uh, Arthur, it's, the, the concern isn't just that your data is going to be locked down. How do you recover it? It's how do you detect that these things are happening? so that you can take the relevant action before they even start to do that, before they're able to exfiltrate that data. And yeah, so these, these are these are things that I'm learning at the moment. And yeah, it's blowing my mind a little bit.
3: It can happen incredibly <laughs> yeah. quickly as well. I, I Literally, it's funny we're having this conversation because I had a conversation last week before I went on leave with somebody who worked in a previous organization where they had a massive ransomware attack. Um, it took the entire... Uh, organization out, all of their systems out for three months by the time they managed to get everything back up and running. And the first thing that had happened was uh, their directory services got taken down. So they couldn't do simple things like, you know, do an active directory restore until they'd taken everything else out first. Then they had to build up the active directory. Then they had to go to their, you know, Iron Mountain style tape backup libraries to go and pull the backups back because the original backups were even stored on SMB file shares which should also be encrypted so they are the, yeah. you know like just beyond crazy but it also goes to show like when you're if you're planning for something like this you should be looking at um, spreading out where you're storing your data how you're storing your data what operating systems or what platforms are you utilizing and using a variety of different means so that you mm-hmm. don't end up in that but ultimately still you lose your directory you've lost everything anyway so that you kind of got to start first principles how do you get that back first how do you secure that? And then yeah. build everything else on the top of it.
0: Then. Yeah, and at the risk of this turning into a rubric shell podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we talk about, about is um, other back, other this, this whole. are available. Of, clearly, they are. But what, one of the other things we talk about is uh, the whole idea of you know having this zero trust model, whereby you know if if you're reliant on your directory services to be able to recover, then the game is already over. So, you, you need to have, you know, you, you need to be able to put to stand everything back up, no matter which components are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we, I think we just, we've just literally put out a white paper around that as well. And it's not even particularly rubric heavy. So if you want to learn some more about that, go and find it. I don't know where it is. It's on the internet somewhere.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? I mean, the thing is, and just, again, being a bit concerned here as well about uh, ransomware, because the bigger organizations that, you know, the ones that can afford a rubric or other products as well, uh, can possibly, you know, throw money at it and then be done and or at least have some protection. Well, I'm not getting concerned about normal people, like you know, old folk in particular, because there are now dark websites where dark sites uh, where you know ransomware as a service is now being offered. So you can buy and target people with it. And we're not talking about big money because I mean, they, someone called, you know, script kiddies can actually buy that service. Um, and you know, for a private, non non IT person, you know, it's a nightmare if they're. Family pictures and financial data is locked, right? Mm. And uh, that's their only copy because they don't take backups. Um, so the only way for them is to pay up and also uh, at, at a very hurry, learn how to use Bitcoin. Um, so yeah. Exactly. But this, this is only going to increase with time, right? Um, So I I guess one of the things that uh, everyone now needs to learn about is good security hygiene, you know, two-factor authentication, backups, and all that going forward, because I really practically can't see any end to it, really. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, the other thing is even, you know, you talk about cloud platforms there. One of the things that we saw several years ago, and I still see a lot of instances of this uh, at risk, um, which is what happens if somebody gets the root credentials for your you know, let's say your AWS or your Microsoft or your GCP account or whatever, um, unless you're using a method by which your backups cannot be deleted under any circumstances. We saw uh, organizations where they deleted the account, they deleted Mm -hmm. all the data, they deleted all the backups. Boom, gone. So the, Mm -hmm. again, only way to really, truly protect against that is multiple methods of backup or saving things to additional accounts where you have different root credentials, et cetera. Now that's going to push your costs up but at least you can sleep at night knowing that no matter what, if somebody compromises one set of root credentials, um, you know they're not going to get everything. But then, and this is why one of the first you, things uh, you do when answer. you set,
0: yeah, this is why one of the first things you do when you set up a new cloud cloud account is you set MFA on those root credentials, right? Yeah. So that that's 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 the first step. And yeah, yeah, I I saw organizations whereby it's like, okay, well, everyone just logs in using the root credentials. We've got them in this password database <laughs> and.
1: Excel like, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, oh, it's, just, it's just it's just written on a whiteboard um, on the, the ground floor. Tables are way
3: more secure because unless you yeah, come around are. my house, you're not going to see I them except that. That. through the window. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: all of those things, the 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 things that you think organizations would would do as an absolute bare minimum, and mm-hmm. because people just don't think, people don't have a security head on. Um, yeah, those those sorts of things you need to worry about. And th- the idea of immutability for those backups as well. So, you know, having yeah. having somewhere to prevent people from um, overwriting or compromising or, or, or deleting them is, is super important. But yeah, again, this is not a backup podcast.
4: Well, yeah. It, yeah.
2: Yeah, no. but it's, it's interesting because they do have a <laughs> knock-on effect. You know, uh, another project, well, product stuff we're going to go on to is um, kind of supply, supply chain short, shortages. You know, I could name a well-known chicken restaurant without us getting sued is currently shut because they don't have the right goods. And is that something more than one sim- chicken restaurant, right? Well, more than, I think there might be more than one, but <laughs> is that is it, could have that come from a source of ransomware? Could that come from just, okay, we don't usually swear on this podcast, but piss poor planning, we, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff is having a knock on effect with different businesses. That, as you said, that small maybe chicken farmers machines gone down can't commit the order and is that
0: you I, know hundred chickens not done I, I i don't think nando's are buying their chickens from a small <laughs> organic <chicken laughs> uh, farm. <like> you, <laughs> but you know what i mean it, it's that whole thing with
2: supply chains is yeah. how far down does this go you know it's just really intriguing to see what kind of impact these things are having you know i i know i'm still waiting for a part three months later because of supply chain issues and it's just like can I be bothered anymore?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I know that um, in our organization as well, that we ordered uh, some Arista switches, for example, and they're going to take a few months to deliver. But then that's nothing because, in extreme cases, I've been told by one external colleague that they ordered parts for their UPS systems and they're likely to get them before uh, or unlikely to get them before uh, May next year. And, and another one said, that um, they are waiting for some Qualcomm Wi-Fi chips, um, yeah, Qualcomm and they're looking at hundred plus weeks.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. Yep, those those manufacturers. I mean, I see I see red lists when I'm looking at all the different uh, bulletins for all the shortages right now, and I'm just thinking, how long is this going to go on for? And even like Ather, you were quite lucky, I think, even to get your graphics card when you did because <laughs> yes. now you could sell that for probably three or four times the value. Exactly, exactly. And,
4: and you know, I mean, it's uh, like you said, you know, the NVIDIA cards last year, but then now cars and game consoles are getting hit as well. Uh, mm. Toyota, I mean, they, they, I think, announced today that they're going to cut their production by 40% next year. And manufacture
3: shut their uh, European factory down for the whole month of August because they couldn't get enough uh, superconductors. Exactly. Wow.
4: And secondhand cars are getting more expensive because just that, really. And, and you know, uh, Pat Gelsinger, um, we were talking about, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yes, Pat, Pat uh, was, and he was talking about uh, ramping on production in the U.S. because the Asian side of uh, the world is getting affected by COVID and U.S. is even quite reliant on them Um, and he's been lobbying with the government. So uh, I think the last time I heard what Biden administration was working on, passing an executive order to uh, get $37 billion in funding to address just that particular problem.
1: Mm. So wow. I mean,
4: it'll take a couple of years, I think.
1: Um, a couple but- of years, I can't wait. We can't not ship servers. <laughs> I know, but yeah. you know, whatever yeah. is uh,
4: that—that's—that's that's the situation, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: those chip fabs don't spring up overnight, do they? It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, I, to be honest, I think even a couple of years is probably um, an optimistic take on things. But mm. yeah, I mean, mm. it's 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 one way of taking away that dependency on. Um, you know other other countries I guess and again in, in the UK we've uh, we've done quite well at exporting a lot of our uh, you know we, we, we like to buy cheap things and that means that they need to be made in places where labor is cheap and so there's there is that dependency we saw what happened with um, you know the, the 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 big ship stuck in the canal was it the the ever given Something ever, yeah, that. yeah yeah and and that had, that royally screwed up so much stuff Um you know to the extent that we we get some some dog treats and we get we get them off amazon all the time and now amazon have run out and they can't get any more for another 3 months uh, just because of what happened there then had such a knock on effect on everything else so you know it's not it's not just um, silicon that's uh, that's that's having issues as well
4: exactly i mean it's amazing how much everything is interconnected or interdependent now and um just because of the pandemic has exposed Uh, a lot of those weaknesses in supply chains, but also other things and deliveries and um, just logistics
1: in general. Mm, mm. So So the question is, should we be toilet roll hoarding at this stage? Well, depends on your
4: method, really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm pretty self-sufficient in that sense. Um, But, you know, I mean, there are people who do get mad about such things, right? (laughs) There are, there are. Maybe it is time. (laughs) <laughs> um, speaking of time, should I just quickly mention a couple of things which might be interesting um, for people yeah. to watch or do? Um, so, so Oculus is something that comes to mind because I have a Quest Two headset. Um, so I was informed by Oculus that uh, some people have developed skin rashes using that headset for a while. So um, they were sent emails to say that you know there's a free replacement if you want to have it, but sadly it's not for all countries. So if the listeners have one, i.e. the Quest headset, Quest 2, then they should check their Oculus account where the device will is registered. So there should be a button to ask for a replacement. But if it's not there, that means in your country, it's not being offered. Um, but that said, even in countries where it is being offered, like myself, I did offer was asked for one and haven't heard back since. So, well, your mileage may vary, really, but at least you should ask uh, for mm-hmm. one. So that's one thing that I quickly wanted to cover, but also the one topic that we were discussing last week was space travel, right? And uh, I knew that I know that uh, I mean you also wanted to uh, you know quickly talk about it, but before we uh, if if there is anything to talk about it, but but one thing I should mention is John Stewart' hilarious video about it because I came across it and it's on the subjects of billionaires trying to go to space. So if you haven't watched it. Uh, just search for John Stuart Blue Origin, and I'm sure you'll find it. Um, so watch that. But the one thing I wanted to mention was also that, you know, these billionaires were trying to go to the space to become astronauts, right? Um, but have you heard that FFAA, FAA, sorry, uh, Federal Aviation Administration, they just moved the goalpost? Um, did? Yeah, they did? Yeah, they changed the definition of astronaut altogether. Oh, I'm thinking the definition of where space starts. <laughs> no, so, so, so previously to yep. become an astronaut, one had to travel about fifty miles above the Earth's yeah. surface, right? Yeah, uh, which both of them did, right? Uh, but now they've added a new rule uh, because they probably knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so now, to become an astronaut, one also has to be part of the space flight crew and make contribution to space flight safety.
0: <laughs> oh. is is that does that just include things like putting your seatbelt on?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but maybe they did. But gee, that's uh, because you know the whole that's automated state flying and all of that kind of thing. Just being a space tourist, hmm. uh, so no, it's not enough now to become an astronaut. <laughs> so all those billions already spent on those missions, and you know if if that's what <sighs> they had in mind, uh, unfortunately they they have a big disappointment on their hands now.
1: Yeah, I'll have to put in for a refund. I think <laughs> oh.
4: that should be a bit. I mean, uh, really, if you think about it, if that's what they were trying to do, well, hopefully, not. He hopefully they have
1: bigger ambitions and you know, really interested in space flight or future of, of it. Of course, hopefully, the colonization agenda is high up on some <laughs> of these people's agendas and yes. uh, looking for you know, ways of. You know, prolonging the human society in another future, right? And we don't know how many years from now that is. Yes,
4: it has yeah. started though. Hmm.
3: Turn, I mean, I mean I'll,
0: I'll be, I'll be the the negative one here. Then I, I, I personally think that um, there are far, that there are far better ways that they could go about that spending that money um, than getting into a a giant dick measuring competition, <laughs> which is what, as far as I'm concerned this is uh, exactly there's 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 a lot of problems here on earth and you know we we could be spending money on that but i'm going to leave it because otherwise this is going to last for hours (laughs) the only point i'm going to
2: make on that is that is that why they have a certain shape
4: (laughs) yes it could
1: have been it could have been and that
4: was the smallest one by the way (laughs) i mean there are more bigger ones on the way
1: oh
0: no (laughs) yes (laughs) There's going to be one that's got, like, um, rabbit ears. And... Oh, you
2: okay. have to go there. We're going to get delisted. Yeah. Sorry, people.
4: It's very quickly turning into an 18-plus podcast. Literally, so yeah. what,
2: what, Listed? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Again, the only other thing I'm going to say about travel, because I know we had it on here and we're kind of running over. Again, we didn't bring up pre-episode, but one thing I found out really interesting today is... There's rumours or talk. I I, I come across this um, going to Wales, and I know Alex is there, but they've now started imposing um, slower speed limits to reduce emissions. Um, And when they've seen some positives of this, they're on about raising speed limits for electric vehicles. I personally got quite excited about that, and I know it's going to anger so many people. But it's just really interesting. You know, as we're going to more um, kind of technology that is more emissions free in, you know, we're not going to get into that pol- whole polit- political side at the moment. How do you feel about the speed limits being increased? Um, I think on motorways, I, I wouldn't mind them going a little bit quicker than 70 miles an hour because that was put in years ago. But how do you feel if, about the whole kind of progression
4: in, in transport? I, I personally wholeheartedly agree with that because cars are safer, roads are safer, um, people, now okay. People can still get into issues and troubles. Um, mm. But to be honest, it's not about the speed. It's more about the alertness and, you know, um, because you can increase the distance between cars accordingly. Right. So yeah. the, the common sense things about driving don't change with speed. So um, I, I, I agree with that.
2: I, I, I think, yeah. yeah no, I'll probably just sound a bit biased on that. Sorry. I was um, just going um, to
1: say that. No, the, the funny thing is they might increase the speed. They'll just have longer patches of roadworks everywhere yeah. so you can never <laughs> get the speed.
2: True, true. But you know, <laughs> as you said, you know, I, I've got some very high-tech driver assistance, shall we call it, on my car. Um, and I, I find myself more refreshed. I did a road trip to Scotland and probably even only a few years ago, I would dread that trip. Whereas now, you know, especially for me in, the wife is splitting the driving, I, I'm absolutely fine the other end. Whereas before, I'd probably get there and want to go have a lie down. Um, and some of this, admittedly, everyone jokes about having an electric car comes to planning is I actually quite like the brakes where I've got to stop for a charging session, you know, for 30 minutes or so. It, it, it forces me to go get a coffee and go for a loo break or go for a gentle walk for 10 minutes. It's, you know, the only thing I say is that if you are getting into an EV, Plan, plan, and more plan. i <laughs> always have a plan C when it comes to charging. Um, but I just find it much easier now. I, you know, it's just one of those things. Is I kind of got the joy of driving again, and I don't know if that's just because the roads are quieter because of COVID. But yeah, I huh. I, don't, I don't mind driving
4: anymore. Hmm. That's good. I mean, I don't think that they're quieter. Well, they might be a bit for some percentage of it, but. I've always found it. Maybe it's because I mainly do M1, <laughs> so. Um, but uh, I didn't find it much quieter, uh, apart from the immediate uh, lockdowns uh, mm. immediately after that. But now I think it, for me it seems the same. But then, uh, you're right that you know if you're getting brakes and you're enforced on upon you because of uh, the car you're driving, or you should be doing that anyway. I think people have realized that you know everything. Need to break you know your life your work uh, your driving and you know, all of those kind of things take it easy um and you enjoy it a lot more
2: mm. so yeah I, again i think that kind of wraps us up nicely just saying to everyone go take a moment for yourself you know it, it's been a long old time so uh yeah if you listen to this um i know i was just a podcast when i was last traveling to holidays so hopefully maybe you're doing that or or, or planning your next trip um but, yeah.
1: So, um, with that, um, it, may, it may be a good time to um, wrap up here. So, yeah, some good discussion today. And um, I'd just like to say, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, as always, at Open Tech Cast. Thank you for listening, as always. And have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. And uh, just remember... Stay back up on, Sir.
0: Initiating extraction.
1: Initiating extraction.
0: Thanks for listening to the open tech. Cast. Thanks for listening to the open tech care See you next time.